Good morning, good morning, St. Paul. This is your unbougie foodie, Wesley Wright. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this morning. As always, this is a it's a day about talking about food. And do I ever have information <laughs> regarding food? Um, as you know, last week, you know, I mentioned that I was going to be talking about this wonderful event that I had gone to. Um, and it's called Kashon 555. I can't explain. I'm sorry. I'm jumping right into it because I feel like there's a lot of information that I want to share with you um, regarding this event. But, you know, more importantly, you know, today is a wonderful Saturday. Um, we didn't have a snowmageddon. <laughs> as people probably thought we were going to have. But it worked out really well. So... You know, as always, this is a time for us to get out and enjoy each other's company, get a chance to hang with friends, and enjoy some really good food. So, I'm doing things a little bit differently right now, too, because I am on Facebook Live also. So, hi, everybody out there. Yes, it's your boy. I don't like to say that, but it's me. I'm on the radio. But, you know, as always, I'm going to be talking about my favorite subject, which is food. So, you know, please make sure you take a listen. Um, gives you an opportunity to find out some new and exciting places around the cities. Um, events that I've gone to that, you know, we're talking about food. So, of course, you'll have opportunity to share in all of those experiences, even if it is through my experience. So, make a little adjustment here. Awesome. So, we are on the east side of St. Paul, and yes, our focus is truly on activities, events, food, uh, restaurants, and so forth that are on the east side of St. Paul. And of course, you know, when I, I do my utmost to make sure that those are provided, but also, when there is an opportunity to share with you other events uh, that give you, you know, a time to experience what I'm experiencing <laughs> uh, and it's about food, I'm going to try to go to that. So I hope you all don't are ready to uh, take a few moments uh, and just join me within the hour. You know, I'm going to talk uh, much about pig if you would, it, Kashan is, a, 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 and I, if I'm saying that correctly, Kashan is a, is a French word for pig or hog. And with the, with the event that occurred this past Sunday, I mean, it, it was a, it was a really wonderful, I can't speak, I can't find the words at times even to say how great this was because of the fact that there was so much variety of the different preparations that the chefs were making and I talked about it a few weeks ago on the the different chefs that were going to be there and from what restaurants they were from so there was again just as a reminder there was Jorge Guzman from Surly Brewing Company uh, JD Fransky from the strip club meat and fish uh, Thomas Kim from the rabbit, rabbit hole Gray Nunes uh, from Twilly Bee, 
And then Justin Sutherland from Handsome Hog. That's my that's my restaurant, man. I I mean I know that there are others, you know, that I really need to kind of go and visit, like Surly Brewing Company. Um Yeah, but these were dishes that these chefs they were taking their time throughout the week prior to prepare these the specific meats and preparing their menus on what they were going to serve so i'm going to be talking about all of that i unfortunately because there were so many varieties and dishes and preparations that were being offered you know when you're one person it's very difficult <laughs> to try to enjoy you know each one of those and to go around and taste each one uh yeah it was it was um it was a job <laughs> along with trying to you I, I believe on sunday i made a few um facebook um live posts uh, a couple of them um one during the event i believe i had gotten there which was general admission time at about 5 p.m and so it was it, it was quite busy. It really was. So honestly, I could I could really say that there was at least, I, I don't know, maybe about uh, 500, 600 people probably there. Sorry, Facebook. Can't, can't contact me. <laughs> um, but to give you an idea, uh, you know, specifically on what was actually going going down. Um, sorry, I had to make sure that Facebook Live was still running. Hi, people out there. So if you have any questions, too, I can hopefully answer your questions. If you're on Facebook Live and you have any questions uh, or comments, I would love to hear from you. Uh, but yes, you know, we're talking about the Kashan 555. Um, but as I was saying, there were so many different variety of, of foods and, well, pork uh dishes and items that were on each one of these chefs menus um, at each one of their stations. Um, I enjoyed being in the atmosphere and seeing all of the, how they were all being prepared. Uh, It was, it was an atmosphere filled with people that were talking about the different types of foods. There were adult beverages too, or cocktails, but uh, for me, it was more so about the food, and I wanted to taste how each one of these chefs were going to prepare something um, from a pig uh, or from the hog. I just say pig, even though I know it's Kashan, but still, Jorge, uh, again, Jorge Guzman, um, J.D. Fransky, Thomas Kim, Gray Nonis, Justin Sutherland. Um, all great chefs, uh, you know, a number of them, well, what, two, of, well, three of them, no, two of them actually, um, are in the St. Paul area. Justin Sutherland is at Handsome Hog. And then, of course, um, JD is at the strip club, uh, Meat and Fish. And where to start? I, you look at the entire convention hall or area there at uh, Lowe's 
hotel in Minneapolis. And as you're entering this event, I mean, you there are charcuterie, char, excuse me, charcuterie um, tables um, where they have um, slices of meat and cold cuts and uh, not even cold cuts, but it's just, yeah, it's a preparation of of cheeses and meats and of course there's sausages um specifically but then as you enter into the main convention hall area uh or for the event um you see a stage and a huge table where they are actually butchering a pig <laughs> and butchering i should say they're They've already prepared the pig to cut the specific uh, meats uh, and whether it be a loin, creating a a porchetta, uh, a roast, a pork butt. Uh, There were again, it was a it was an event that was it was surprising for me and exciting because I've never gone to something like this. And mind you, um, it is not for the faint of heart when it comes to the price. And I, mind you, I I treated myself to this and it was a lot, really was a last minute thing. Treated myself to this because I have been, I've been watching this for year after year and saying how much I really want to go to this event just to experience the types of food and uh, that these chefs are are making from this hog. Now, uh, I'll talk more about the chefs and the foods and so forth that they've prepared. But you know, a lot of people uh, hearing conversations about well, what's the difference between you know what we get in the store than what we actually what they are actually preparing or heritage uh, breed uh, pigs. Um, so. I was glad to actually get some reading information regarding that. And I want to share that with you. Um, it asked the question, what are heritage um, breed pigs? They are heritage breed pigs are uh, that come from a, a bloodline that dates back hundreds of years. I mean, when livestock was it was raised and they had multiple use for um, the pig um, open pasture farms. And there were different breeds because of certain or the variety of characteristics, Um, you know, some more rich in flavor, some more hearty. Um, Others, you know, had distinct marbling, the type of bacon that you're able to uh, obtain from a specific type of pig and, you know, the fat. I mean, who who doesn't like to cook with with fat? You know, you have. You know, when you're if you've never really cooked with bacon or using the renderings off of some portion of a pig, it adds a earthy uh, and flavorful. Uh, I suppose aroma as well as added flavoring for any type of meal whether it be a a meat dish uh, or doing vegetables um, you will be actually be able to see that that it changes the 
I don't want to sound like I'm a scientist, but it changes the structure of that meal uh, or of that dish that you're actually preparing when you're using, you know, a certain type of fat. Um, and you don't have to do it all the time. You know, again, there is nothing wrong with having or using pork fat uh, to enhance the flavor in any type of meal or any dish that you're doing. But, you know, continue on just to give you a, a better understanding of why heritage breed, breed pigs are good for you and good for our, well, good for the the community, for, I want to say the economy too, because, you know, here you're actually purchasing meats that are local. All of these meats war from local um, families that are they're not any type of chemicals or GMAs or uh, anything that is added extra to the feed of the pig that would then continue on uh, within you know throughout the the actual pig itself um, the innards and so forth anyway I digress um but it goes on to say that these breeds, these heritage breeds are, they have excellent qualities. Um, many of them are not suited for commercial farming practices. And, you know, they are, they're special. They're special. They really are special. Um, they're grown, um, you know, family in a family uh, in a family environment, if you would, um, so that, you know, they take. Uh, very great care in how the pigs are actually um, fed, raised, and you know they're different than co- regular commodity pigs, ones that are in huge masses and quantities where they're just simply used for butchering, and that's not one that we, or that's not one that is what that is different than the heritage pigs or the heritage breed pigs. Um, so you know I mentioned about. It helps with the economy (laughs) because it does. I mean, you're supporting a local uh, farmer um, and their families as they're raising these pigs. But what about the pigs themselves? You know, if we are, if you would, consuming these heritage pigs, how are we really preserving them or making sure that there are more that can be had at a later time? Again, it, this whole information about the Kashan that they provided was awesome. was really, really awesome. Um, that specific to answer that specific question, it mentioned that by simply eating and buying heritage um, bread pork, you help preserve its existence. Um, you create a demand for the meat. They are wonderful animals, um, you know, that carry on for future generations. Uh, a lot of butchers, markets, and restaurants, they are carrying these heritage um, breed pigs um, because they know of that, uh, the flavors, uh, the characteristics of each one of these pigs. And, you know, I, I say pigs and breeds because the ones that we, there were at least 12 different breeds of heritage pigs. Now, mind you, not all of them were there at, of course, the Kushan because there were only five um, uh, chefs. 
So they each had their own, and they had a selection of which, uh, what they chose to utilize uh, for their, what they wanted to prepare. Um, I, I'm really not going to go through all of them, but, you know, some of the ones like uh, Large Black. Um, and this is just to give you an idea of, you know, the different types of pigs that are being used. Large Black uh, it originated from a Chinese bred, uh, Chinese breed that was in England. And they're known specifically for their taste, as well as their foraging skills and um, their hardiness. They normally are about, what, 200 pounds. They have micromarbling, short muscle fibers, and um, perfect for pork belly. Uh, and they have, they help produce really, uh, really great bacon, as well as other meat, uh, moist meats, um, and that old world flavor. I think weeks ago I talked about old world um, flavor, um, old world meaning coming from um, Africa, Asia, uh, European type of cooking. And I think I shared that or when my friend uh, Brad Bradsker was here um, about old world and new world um, cooking. Um, so that pig, of course, one from England. Um, and that's one that uh, Thomas Kim used and George um, Jorge Guzman used. Um, a Yorkshire cross. Um, that is one that JD Frensky used. Um, and again, I, I'll go into all these. I'm just talking about the pigs themselves to give you an idea of the different breeds that are available. But, you know, we'll talk uh, briefly about the foods that each one of these chefs actually prepared. Well, the ones that I was able to taste. Let me put it that way. Um, again, the Yorkshire um crossbreed was actually also developed in England as well in uh, the count- county of York. So uh, many of these, again, are coming from England uh, or Britain. Um, some are from Spain. One or two are from the uh, United States. But the Yorkshire, um, it's white in color. Uh, the meat, uh, and it really is the more popular um, breed in the United States. Um, it's a muscular pig. It has a larger frame, um, but it has great portions, you know, high portions of lean meat uh, with any type of real back fat. And it's odd. It's not often that you hear about <laughs> or that you hear about pigs having back fat. <laughs> so the Yorkshire is definitely one of them that does not have um if people are worried about the extra uh, fat that is in the pig and when they're you're doing butchering, yeah, it's definitely not one that you have to uh, be concerned about. Um, but again, a good breed, um, and that's one that's popular within the United States. Um, Old Spot, uh, that was one that um, Justin Sutherland used. Um, Old Spot, it also originated from England. Um, it has a higher fat ratio. Um, it's a flavorful meat. It's excellent for aging abilities. Hello, pork belly. Um, and it has a the temperament. So it's very mild in flavor. 
um, easy to it has a e- easier consistency, if you would. Um, I'm I talk about how often pork belly is like certain chefs uh, or restaurants would prepare a pork belly that is really melting your mouth. Um, this is one that's popular with farmers and it has a distinct layer of, of fat. So it has a succulent flavor overall because that fat, of course, when you're cooking it, um, it goes throughout the entire, like the skin. Uh, I love the rind. Uh, yeah. It's our TMI information. <laughs> I'm talking about all the different types of reasons why the Unbuji foodie likes pork. Oh, yeah. There's much more about the other breeds that are available as well. Um, again, I, I mentioned that there are about twelve altogether, and. That's that. Those are a lot of breeds. Those are heritage breeds, um, and people are probably wondering why are you talking about heritage breeds? You know, is it healthier for my family? You know, they as I mentioned, they're mentioned they're raised on family farms, so they don't have any type of antibiotics, no steroids. You know, they have the meat lessons. Uh, the marbling throughout the meat itself, it lessens the need for any type of oils or butters and shortenings um, because of that uh, that richness in the how the pig is raised and what it's being fed. Um, and so you're eating healthier uh, behind that. I am thankful that um, I was able to experience how each one of these chefs, they were using the whole entire animal. Um, and that really is what the Kashan um, is about is. And just doing my own research, too. I watch PBS and. And it's talking about these different cooks when they're literally honoring an animal and honoring an animal is simply means that you're using the whole entire animal itself. Um, and, and it's something to appreciate um and going to a restaurant knowing that you know for them to be called a restaurant that is from snout to tail or from tip to tail however you'd like to say it you have uh you would have a, a huge following because people that appreciate an animal and know that okay yes they are on this earth for the purpose certain animals I'll say on the per- are on the earth for the purpose of human consumption uh, rather than wasting or cutting off a certain piece and saying oh that's no good you know those that appreciate an entire animal whether it be pig beef or you know a cow uh, or other animals that are prepared um, they honor that iron animal by using the whole entire thing again from snout to tail um, you are a skilled butcher if you are able to do that and it, so you make sure that nothing goes to waste even if it's using certain portions of that animal for flavoring uh, to prepare or to render those 
those oils or those fats down to be used uh, for continued cooking uses. So the snout to tail, don't be afraid of that, that phrase, the snout to tail, using the whole animal. And in this case, um, they've proven that it is possible um, because of the various things that the uh, chefs were able to create uh, and the preparations that they went through uh, to offer these these different meals or uh, items on the menu. Okay, so that is enough about you know <laughs> the the Kashan and explaining about pigs and so forth. But you know, each one of these chefs uh, had a dish that was off the chain, and. <laughs> I tell you, even though I didn't have the opportunity to taste each one of each one of them, um, the presentations that uh, they all had. Um, I remember some of the chefs were going around um, and specifically Jorge Guzman um, had tongs and he was had cut uh, very thin slices of, um, of ham and just simply handing it to individuals, you know, putting it on their plate and say, here, have one, have a slice. And yeah, it was, it was great. Um, some of the things that we have had there, uh, I will be posting some pics of the items that I have consumed while I was at the Kashan. But I remember at, I went directly to the rabbit hole. Now I had gone to the rabbit hole. Oh, maybe a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, actually, uh, to just for a, a meeting with coworkers. And it was, you know, we wanted to find some place just to, a little bit more secluded. So we could talk about, um, volunteer opportunities that we were going to be doing. And when someone suggested the rabbit hole, I had never been there before, uh, so this was, I think, was a great time for me to go. And from that moment on, I was like, OK, I did. I saw up on the wall that they're going to be at the Kashan. So I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome because the food that they were having. And even though it was type of sushi, very simple sushi, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I forgot the name of the dish that they prepared, uh, but it again was simply sushi and uh, it was chicken crispy chicken that was just wrapped in uh, you know uh, rice um, and with seaweed and I forgot the other ingredient that was there it's been a couple of weeks and it was delicious it was a very simple nothing um, overly extra with the sushi itself um, about five pieces uh, and it was it was perfect for the time frame that the, we were there we were for there for lunch and just again having that discussion but the food tasted so great um some other friends uh, the other co-workers i should say they also had the same thing and there were other items that they had which i can't remember at the moment i can't remember everything <laughs> but knowing that they were going to be at the kashan i they were one of the first tables that i or sections um stations probably it's probably a better word uh that i'd went to uh and i marked it's funny because i you can see the type of menu 
those on Facebook Live, you could see the type of menu that there were about six items that they were uh, actually offering. Um, out of those six, I had four of them as the other two weren't ready. And I was trying to wait, but dang, I couldn't wait. <laughs> um, but the ones that I did try, we'll talk about those. First one, and my goodness, I tell you, I am definitely going to need uh, a, a wordsmith with me <laughs> because some of these, um, I will try them in saying them. <laughs> So please forgive me if they are not being pronounced correctly. Rabbit hole. I apologize. Uh, and those that might know what it is, <laughs> please forgive me. Um, show you my, uh, show you my belly is what is the item that they had. And that consisted of, um, I believe that's, Oh, that's a steamed bun. there was pork belly, and then radish and then dill as a garnish on top delicious um and you know because it had pork belly i think that was the thing that was mainly drawn to um it was uh i've something i've never had before so and i'm quite sure maybe that these are items that they came up with specifically for this event um so i can't say that it was Oh, yeah, it's something similar to such and such. No, um, that whole combination. Uh, it was a, a great mix. The dill, uh, the radish. I love the crunch of the radish, um, along with the um, texture of the pork belly and that steamed bun. So the shoyuma, shoyuma belly. The next one was the... And this is, again, still at the rabbit hole. Now, mind you, I didn't do this all there. Um, however, there is one on here that I did like twice while standing at the at the station. But the next was Mapomandu, the tofu. Uh, and their phrase for that was simply every part of the pig. So the Mapu um, tofu sauce um, there was a dumpling in the middle and then chives and the chive well the dumpling in the middle it was so tasty um I, the the photo that you would see is that mopu tofu sauce or mapu tofu sauce um at the bottom and then of course the dumpling sits right on top with chives on top it's it's a good size um, dumpling, so um, you know you take one at least have two bites if you would. Um, so one bite of that, you automatically taste the uh, the sweetness um, of the the dumpling and the ingredients inside, and then the, uh, you know, with some of the chive, and then of course the tofu sauce on the bottom. That entire mixture, it was spicy. It was not overly spicy, but it had some heat to it. And it wasn't, um, I, I couldn't picture or I couldn't actually catch what spice it was, um, but it was a great spice that, you know, it didn't have, you, it didn't want you to run to grab water or anything. Um, but it was very, it added more flavor to, uh, the dumpling and the tofu sauce and the ingredients on the inside. 
I never did find out what the ingredients was. Um, they were cranking them out so quickly. Um, again, with so many people that were there, um, they were coming over. And every state, it was like that at every station. Uh, the next was the uh, lettuce patai <laughs> zike, or like it's 1999. That's the, the dish or the item on the menu. Um, but specifically, it consisted of uh, the liver, heart, and the shoulders. And the presentation was with it was in a lettuce, uh, almost like a lettuce cup or lettuce boat and then the pate was placed in the lettuce boat <laughs> well you know that really depends thank you for your question that really depends upon someone asked the question well what is a good i'm sorry i'll go back to um lettuce pate in just a moment but someone asked the question what is a good uh wine to that could be paired with pork uh oftentimes it would be perhaps a, a chardonnay um that you can use uh or a, a sauvignon a sauvignon blanc um the chard well actually even a pinot grigio is actually better because of the it really depends upon how you're actually preparing your pork or you know whether it be uh, pork chops it might be you know maybe a porchetta uh, a pinot grigio is probably much better and then the the chardonnay um sauvignon blanc was probably like the last choice um but again those really depend upon Those really depend upon someone's asking questions. Thank you for your questions. I really do appreciate that. Uh, it really depends upon the type of um, pork that you're actually having or the um, what you're preparing. So I'll answer that uh, other question. Um, <laughs> I'm smiling and because my sister, which I'm going to mention something about that in just a moment. My sister is listening <laughs> in Los Angeles. So I love you. Um, shout out to you all family and everything. So if you all could see me out there, my, my, my mother, my father, all my folks. <laughs> yes, I, I am doing, doing Facebook live. So I haven't spoken about any of the social media. So as if you are familiar, you can uh, visit my Facebook page uh, at the Ambuji Foodie um, and see you know, some definitely see a number of the places that I've gone to, uh, as well as catch up on regular shows. I will actually post them on uh, my Facebook page so that you could then be directed to SoundCloud uh, or to Stitcher. Um, those are other uh, social media uh, or podcast networks that I'm associated with. Uh, but if you also want to see pictures of uh, the foods uh, and items that I've um, tasted, if you would, uh, definitely visit my Instagram page, which is the underscore unbougie foodie or catch information from me uh, on Twitter as well. Every now and then I will actually tweet something food <laughs> inspired <laughs> Um but that is the that is un, at the at sign, unbougie foodie, and that's on Twitter. Um, 
So thank you all so much. Uh, if you know questions and and so on, and even if you just want to say, you know, hey, or share a recipe or a recipe, a recipe, <laughs> uh, and ask that you know we discuss it or maybe mention it on uh, the Ambuji Foodie um, Show on WEQI, um, please. I'm happy to do so. Just contact me at theunbougiefoodie at gmail.com. So make sure you send that in an email. Um, we will give you a shout out on the air and share that recipe. Or even if you have an idea of a new restaurant uh, that is in the area that you would like others to go to as well. Um, or as I talked about in the past, maybe you don't want people to go by, go there. <laughs> You maybe don't want people to go there, <laughs> but you know, this show is about sharing. So talking about restaurants in the area, um, I'm so open in sharing that information with uh, the community, uh, whether far, well, near <laughs> and far and abroad. So thank you all so much for listening. I, I really do appreciate it. I need to go back to the lettuce pate like it's 1999. Because as I mentioned, this is one that I had. Yeah, I had <laughs> I marked on the menu because I ke- I kept notes. So on the menu itself, I mean, there you can see the different items there on the menu. Can I don't know if you could see that on Facebook Live, but uh, I kept notes and uh, yeah, for the lettuce pet <laughs> lettuce pate like it's 1999. That one I marked three times because I had three, <laughs> but at different times, not all at the same time. Um, but it was the lettuce. I'll say it's a more of a lettuce boat um, because it was shaped in kind of like a, a nice little boat. But then the pate was uh, placed in the middle of the boat. And then uh, there was a cucumber um, julienne and then a radish slice. And then that whole entire piece. It, I, I'm sorry. I want to get that whole thing because I want all of those textures and everything um, to taste all at the same time. So that uh, that lettuce pate like it's 1999 um, liver hearts and shoulders uh, is what the pate was really made of. So uh, thank you all so much, too, for listening on in tune in. So that's also another opportunity for you. Uh, you if you're listening across the nation in your local neighborhoods as well you can tune in and stream the show live on the tune in app see i'm i'm, I'm getting distracted and jump i'm a one man show here <laughs> at the moment um but yeah that was a that was a dish or a, a menu item that i i really really liked um, the others I liked as well, but yeah, I had that one three times, so I'm not embarrassed to say that. I'm not. <laughs> the last one uh, from the rabbit hole, and I'm gonna get to Handsome Hog. Um, gosh, and there were others that were out there too that uh, we're. I'll probably briefly touch on. Um, the time is getting away. Wow. <laughs> um, there is a. It's called Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Now, I know that sounds that sounds really bad, <laughs> but that is just simply the name that they have given it. Uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Hey, TJ, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, that. 
<laughs> I look forward to having you back on, by the way, just so you know. Um, the blood sugar sex magic. Um, oh, see, I am a different individual when it comes to trying new things. So this particular dish, if you would, uh, which I, I the first one that I'm going to mention, I was very, very surprised with. It was, uh, gosh, it was pork fat toffee. <laughs> I know that sounds so interesting, <laughs> but I tell you, uh, the the toffee was infused with uh, the pork uh, fat, so that flavoring, and then there were uh, bits of bacon on top. So here you have it, the savory and the sweet mixed in together. Uh, there, there. I haven't tasted anything like that. So I was just so excited when to put that in my mouth and, you know, kind of let it just slowly melt away. But there were other things that I needed to taste as well. Which, don't be afraid to try new things. And because I was in the moment, was because I was in the moment, I tried pork blood chocolate (laughs) it was delicious though it was so delicious so (sighs) you can i i I totally understand about um it sounds scary or it might not be something that you would try but it, it is not what you think um here you have a piece of chocolate that has been you know mixed in with the flavorings um of you know, that particular hog itself. And from the rabbit hole, Thomas Kim, remember, as I mentioned before, I was describing the large black was the hog that he actually used. So the large black, it has, you know, a great marbling flavor and it creates exceptional bacon and it has that old world uh, flavoring. And I have not traveled um, to the old world, if you would, and tasted things like um, Italian, true Italian. Um, but that flavoring, uh, you know, the chocolate and the pork. Yeah, it was it was one that I I will remember. And hopefully, man, I tell you, I wish that they would have it kind of as some type of appetizer if people were willing to try it on their menu so rabbit hole you really really did an awesome job and that lettuce pate like it's 1999 yeah that i think needs to be on the menu more than anything because i'm serious i ate three of those they had two other items it (laughs) i love the names that they come up with i really do hi amy thank you so much for listening again thank you all so much for listening everyone that's listening right now um i appreciate you tuning in either on facebook live uh or uh, on the various uh, uh, networks, whether it be the TuneIn app or you're listening to WEQY 104.7 on your local radio station, um, driving around the city on the east side. Whoop, whoop. Thank you so much. Um, you know, please continue to support your local, uh, your community radio stations here on the on the east radio station on the east side of St. Paul. Um, 
I'm so excited and looking forward to both the spring and the summer. I'm quite sure that they have so many other events that are going to be happening, but you know, also involving food. That's what I really am excited to bring you more information about food. Um, I am looking to have some really great topics uh, and subjects, um, maybe even a panel that it will involve a foodie and possibly even an expert. So that is just something that's that's in the works. Again, it's always I'm always trying to come up with new ideas uh, and uh, restaurants to go to that I could bring to you and share with you uh, through the Umbuji Foodie Show. Um, so again, you know, please continue to listen and uh, make sure that you're checking us out on those social um, networks as well as uh, listening to the show live. So thank you. Um, the rabbit hole. They had two other items. One was the pig flicker, <laughs> which that one was um, pork rib and loin. So thinly sliced uh, pickled pork, uh, egg white chip, uh, egg yolk um, sauce, and then a cured egg, uh, a shaved cured egg yolk. Um, and then I'm not sure what this other ingredients is uh maziwa so maybe if someone has an idea of what maziwa is i'll have to try to find that out too because i'm not i wasn't familiar with it uh the other was koji love um and special sauce is what you know they've added koji love uh consisted also of ribs uh the ribs of the pig as well as the loin um and there's that word again. Um, and this one, actually this one, no, I'm sorry. I pronounced that wrong to begin with. Uh, that uh, garnish, if you would, on top, uh, Mazuna. Not Maz- I think I said Maziwa. It's Mazuna. <laughs> so I'm not familiar with Mazuna and the garnish, but I would love to find out what it is. Um, but for the Koji love, it was, um, fermented rib, um, a date glaze or that special sauce. Um, there was the Koji peanuts and then the Mizuno on top, um, as a garnish. So those were the other two, um, items I'm telling you, I'm trying to go through this, but I'm (laughs) trying to get as much information done. (laughs) Um, so man, I tell you the rabbit hole, um, again, great showing on that. Um, next one though, I really want to cover and I want to give really great, uh, information to, wow, we lost that music for a moment. How did that come out? Uh, (laughs) technical difficulty. (laughs) It's been resolved. Um, handsome hog, handsome hog. Uh, gosh, um, like I said, there were so many, uh, because even though there were only five, um, chefs still, there were just so many different dishes and trying to get around to each one of them. Um, 
I think I'm going to need to have a crew. So if anybody's interested in being part of the Unbougie Foodie crew, please let me know. Get at me at the Unbougie Foodie at gmail.com because I need your help to going to these events or going to a restaurant so I could not only get my or there be my view uh, of a particular dish, but yours as well. Um, get someone else's perspective on it as well. So uh, if you're out there, raise your hand saying, hey, get at me or else just send me an email at the unbougie foodie uh, at gmail.com. And I'll be more than happy to discuss with you maybe some ideas. Uh, if you're interested with coming up with an idea to um, I'm actually looking for help. <laughs> I, 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 I enjoy working the way that I do. Ah, thank you so much. So my wonder twin told me that it is a Japanese uh, uh, lettuce or greens um, that is that garnish on top. So thank you very much. That Mizuno. So thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. See how, you know, sometimes these things work. <laughs> thank you very, very much. Okay. Handsome hog. Um, again, there were so many of the other places, but I got to talk about Handsome Hog, folks. I really, really do. Um, Handsome Hog, uh, the first thing that I tried from them was uh, the banh mi. Uh, they have a banh mi sandwich. It was with um, confit pork belly, pork uh, liver mousse, um, grilled pork cheek, uh, pickled vegetables, um See, it's all about pork, folks. Pork fat, mayonnaise, and uh, a house-made uh, baguette. This, it looked like a small slider. It was at least three bites, three good bites. But it was it was a perfect size uh, for this event. One of the items that they offered, perfect, perfect size for this event. Very perfect size. Oh, my goodness. Time is just flying by. But that's the banh mi. I still have time. Um, I again, I the pictures really don't do it any justice. And again, I will share those definitely on the my Facebook page and on Instagram. The next uh, was the uh, smoked pork Bismarck. This was almost like a little dessert um, for me uh, because it was uh, smoked pork shoulder. Uh, a pork fat donut uh, and then uh, a demi glaze that was on top of the donut uh, but then on the inside blue cheese uh, blue blue cheese cream um, on the inside and a chicharron so that's all you know one bite and you're getting all these different flavors, the actual pork shoulder and then the sweetness of the donut itself. And then the demi glaze that um, uh, that uh, was uh, poured on top. Uh, and yeah, those bits of chicharron in the, on, on the inside. Delicious um, presentation. Um, one of the last things I had from them was a, <laughs> it was a Choco Taco. No, it was the. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> Gosh, they had a lot of items, and I, I think I may have mixed up one of them. I'm thinking that it was probably the grilled pork loin um, gyro, actually. 
Um, it was uh, Lebna, uh, Zook, and a, a pita chip. So it was just a nice. I've never had something like that, but again, it a euro. Um, I've had a euro before, but these different flavors um, that were coming out, and it was it was it was exciting. Uh, I, I hate sounding so contrite about it. The flavors just you know it did things to my taste buds, made them really happy. <laughs> that sounds really corny. Uh, but yeah, hey, it was good. It was very, very good. Uh, another person, which uh, another chef that was uh, that was there, which I have enjoyed going to their restaurant, um, Zenbox, um, and what is this? Uh, John John Ng uh, from Zenbox. They had a pop up at six o'clock. So. The figure that I got there at five o'clock and I'm tasting all these other items. And then um, here comes Zenbox, uh, you know, with the ramen bar. They had a pork belly the, uh, ramen that was just out of this world. I mean, I, it's almost like these items speak to me <laughs> like the pork belly and then the the ramen itself. Um Wow. Look at the time. <laughs> the ramen itself. Um, just they know how to do ramen. Uh, if you have never been to Zenbox, you really need a chance to need to take a chance to go to Zenbox and experience um, the ramen that they do um, at Zenbox. Easy Kaya. Uh, they're located on Washington Boulevard, by the way, if you're not familiar. But yeah, that pop up uh, was delicious. So thank you, um, John. Um, gray nanas um, at Tully B. Uh, for me, it was it was enjoyable to go by and see, um, or taste. Uh, I think by the time I got over there, because it, it was so busy over by his station, and you, I'm only one person, <laughs> and I can't taste everything, or I can't get everywhere. But <clears throat> it. I went over and they had a sausage, which was quite funny because it was <laughs> described as well, blueberry gummy bear. And I, one of the chefs that were there, uh, it may have been Gray himself, if I'm not mistaken. And he, um, he just kind of laughed because I asked, well, <laughs> blueberry gummy bear, really? Uh, it did not have blueberry gummy bear in it. But this sausage that was prepared was just so flavorful and tasty. Um, they, I keep, I have to refer, I wish you all were there to just, so I could share these photos and you see what I'm actually talking about. But I, I promise to actually um, put them on the Facebook page. So you'll have an opportunity to see these um, on Facebook as, as well, as well as Instagram so that you'll have an opportunity to see them and know specifically what I'm talking about. Um, I will do my utmost to make sure that the names are there as well, because to understand that these uh, the food preparations that they did uh, were amazing. Yeah, it's off. I Words can't describe it. That sausage, though, however, was quite tasty. Um, I did not have an opportunity to taste other dishes that he had available there, but um, certainly by the time me getting over there they were i don't know if they were out or they were just done but 
it did not give me an opportunity to taste anything else, which I was sad about. I did get a chance to finally, um, I'm going to talk about one more, which was very briefly the strip club. They apparently do a, uh, a signature uh, pretzel with cheese, a cheese dip. Um, they, <laughs> this is an adult beverage that they offered as well. It was called the pigtail. The pigtail was a uh, bourbon that was uh, bourbon washed um, bacon and apples, if I'm not mistaken. But it was a delicious blend. And I'm just mentioning it because, you know, it was involved with the Kashan. What can I say? You know, I did have another beverage, too. But anyway. More importantly, it's all about the food. It really is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I really can go on and on about the different, the different other foods that there were there. The suggestions of that we were that we were offered. Um, and maybe uh, next week I'll talk about that. But I am so glad that you were able to join me uh, today. Uh, and listen into the show. Thanks, thank you all so much um, that have watched. Um, you know, on Facebook Live, thought I would do something a little bit different. So again, bear with me as we get bearings on that. But uh, I appreciate all of you that have tuned in through WEQY one hundred four point seven on your radio uh, station dial. Um, but radio station dial on your radio while you're driving in your car. That's what I mean. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for those that are listening in through the TuneIn app. Um, catch me next week uh, once again at 10 a.m. on Saturday, every Saturday, actually, right here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side. I'm going to close out my show. Thank you again. Um, next week, we'll have more topics of food, uh, as always, and possibly even another Facebook Live just for you. So thank you again. And as I close out every show, I want to encourage you never to let anyone tell you what kind of foodie to be, because really, it is all about the food. Until next time.